the Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, present Fibber McGee and Molly, transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. They say it's the lady of the house who decides on the windows her home will have. And there's nothing more popular with the ladies than modern casement windows, Reynolds Aluminum casement windows. They open so easily with just a turn of the handle, and they open wide on extension hinges so you can clean any part from the inside. They are truly beautiful to look at, especially with Reynolds' exclusive satinized finish. The aluminum taking on by reflection the color of the surrounding walls to blend with any decoration. And you really save money with Reynolds aluminum casement windows because you never have to paint them. For permanent beauty and trouble-free performance, get the facts on Reynolds aluminum casement windows. Just send a postcard to Casement Windows, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Casement Windows, Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Today is Founders Day in Wistful Vista. 120 years ago, that great pioneer Hiram Flint found the land on which the city now stands. Today was also Finders Day in the public library. A lad named McGee found something that was the biggest find since the first Founders Day. And he's telling his wife about it now. As we join, Fibber McGee and Molly. I just come from the public library, Molly, and you'll never guess what I run across, kiddo. Boy, um, boy, am I going to be in clover today. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Keep your shoes on this time, though. What do you mean? The last time you were in clover was on our high school picnic when you walked through it barefooted and got a bee between your toes, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not I like... remember Otis Cadwallader took a snapshot of you rolling on the ground with your sore toe in your mouth, and they printed it in the school paper. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was all very amusing, but... Remember this... the caption underneath it? Huh? It said, McGee Boy in characteristic pose. <laughs> with foot in mouth. <laughs> ah, that was... Uh, Molly. Hmm? Oh. Uh, what's the exciting news you have, sweetheart? Come on, tell Mother. Yeah. Well, I went down to the library to take back that book I borrowed. You know, Tom Swift and his mechanical war bride. I see. And I got looking around for something else to borrow, see? And way back on the corner shelf, I saw an old dusty book sort of stuck down between the shelves, see? Yeah. I knew it had been there a long time on account of because when I slapped the dust off of it, the librarian sneezed so hard she blew a dictionary off her desk. And that's the book you have there? Yep. The History of the Founding of Wistful Vista. Wrote by Jethro, Jethro Flint, grandson of old Hiram Flint, the guy that founded this town. I see. Mm-hmm. See, here's a picture of old Hiram in the front of it, see? Beard, Popeyes, and all. That's our founder? That's him. <laughs> Looks like two poached eggs peeking through a hedge. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems old Hiram was quite a boy, Molly. Left New England in 1833 and headed west. 
On account of because the people back there were going to persecute him for his belief. What was that? He believed that when you played poker, it was okay to keep an extra set of aces in the cuff of your pants. <laughs> ah, those people must have been narrow-minded. Yeah, well, I don't know. But uh, what's so exciting about that beat-up old book? Somebody leave a $20 bill in it for a bookmark? Ah, better than that, Tootsie. There's a chapter in here on the early laws of Wistful Vista that's going to put dough in old Dad's pocket. Where? Here, read the law. Got it marked there, see? All right. That's it. Village of Wistful Vista, law number 17. That's it, number 17. In honor of our illustrious founder, Hiram Flint, the third Tuesday in May of every year shall be Founder's Day. That's today. Today. Says, on that day, the first citizen to present himself at the village hall and thrice speak the name of Hiram Flint shall be given a full powder horn and a pouch of shot. (laughs) And shall be freed from the payment of all village taxes for the coming year. That's it, kiddo. Everybody's forgot about that old law, but I'm the guy that's going to remind them. My goodness, Jackie. Yes, sir. I'll go down to the village hall, which is the city hall now. I'll holler Hiram Flint three times at the mayor and get out of paying taxes for a whole year. (laughs) Heavenly days, I do believe you finally hit the jackpot. You betcha. (laughs) Or at least when the city passes the pot, I won't have to put any jack into it. (laughs) Boy, when I flash this law on old Lasivia, he'll blow his top like a Texas oil well. (laughs) Well, grab your hat, baby. Let's go to the city hall. Good morning, Molly. McGee. Hi, Latrivia. I don't want to sound inhospitable, but is this a social call? I'm rather busy this morning. It ain't social, boy. I mean business. <laughs> this is Founder's Day, right? Right. I'm preparing a speech to deliver at the ceremony. Iron Flint! Iron Flint! Iron Flint! Ra, ra, ra. Your outburst of civic pride is duly noted. Now, if you'd please... Let you don't me get, get the drift. The... You don't get the drift, Latrivia. But you will when you read this book I found in the library. The history of the founding of Wistful Vista. Join the play, Steary. Yeah, run your official optics over this, boy. Law number 17. City of Wistful Vista. 17. That's it. First citizen to present himself. Five feet named Hiram Splint. Free from the payment of all the lynch taxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Why, some idiot might come in here, yell Hiram Flint three times, and expect me to... <laughs> Good heavens, some idiot just did. You said it. Now write me out a paper that says for the next year I'm as tax-free as a... As a... As a... As a... <laughs> Funny, I can't think of anything that is tax-free. No. No, but I'm going to be, boy... So right out the but, thing. McGee, this law obviously hasn't been enforced for a hundred years. You wouldn't take advantage of it, would you? Uh, speaking <laughs> as one who knows him well, yes, he would. <laughs> and what's more, I want my powder and shot. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at him squirm, Molly. I got this town by the tail today, kiddo. I got him in a downhill pull. McGee, this this is a ridiculous situation. Yeah, you said it, Latrivia. The murder, ain't it, boy? <laughs> well, there, there, there must be some mistake. The, the, the Lord... Well, let him read it again, kid. Here, Mr. Mayor, it's that... Never mind. I, I mean, never mind, Molly. <laughs> look, McGee, this thing is... Well, it, it makes the city look ridiculous, <laughs> living under old, outdated laws like this, like, like backwards communities. You're a man with civic pride, McGee. You're a good citizen. Oh, that isn't what the city says when his taxes are late, Mr. Mayor. I'll say it ain't. 
Come on, Homer. Lay it on the line before I... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just had a thought. Now, be careful, Latrivia. The mayor that starts thinking at this late date is liable to get tossed right out on his platform, boy. <laughs> they can unpeach you for that, you know. This ridiculous law has very likely been repealed. This ridiculous law has very likely been repealed. Oh, yeah? Of course, it must have been repealed. Look, come back in a couple of hours, McGee. I'll have the city attorney check on it. All right, Latrivia. We'll be back at 12 o'clock. But I'm telling you, boy... All this finagling won't get you no place. If I was you, I'd practice bending myself in the middle. Why should I do that? That's the best position when you're over a barrel. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra, and I am in love. threaten his dignity, he gets upset like a cheap canoe. <laughs> well, I don't like to be the wet blanket on the fire of your enthusiasm, sweetheart, but what if the city attorney does find that the law was repealed? That would... Ah, uh, he wouldn't dare. Just to make sure ourselves, let's drop by the city attorney's office and find out. Good, there's his door down the hall there. Yeah, if he claims this law is no good, I'll appeal. To what, his better nature? Mm. <laughs> because... Well, come on, let's go in. Hi, sis. Is the city attorney in? I am the city attorney, sir. <laughs> My gosh, I didn't know we had any lady legal eagles down here. I'm very busy, sir. So it's My busy. name is McGee, sis, and I'm the guy that he don't have to pay taxes this year on account of he said Hiram Flint three times and scared the pants off the mayor. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah. Well, the mayor asked me to check on the validity of the ordinance, sir. I have so done. Oh, good. What have so found out, sis? <laughs> I have determined that the matter of subjudice is definitely a part of the Lex Scripta. Therefore, it remains in status quo and may be considered res adjudicata. Could you slice that up and put it on a platter? The law has not been repealed. Ah, you hear that, kiddo? She says the law is still okay. Wonderful. 
Oh, boy, did you tell the trivia that I got him hooked? Yes, he knows. Good. He's out now trying to borrow some powder and shot from a used car dealer. Oh. <laughs> oh, run Bill, the friendly Civil War veteran. Oh, <laughs> He begs that you keep the matter as quiet as possible. I won't tell anybody where he borrows it, as long as I get it. Yes, well, uh, while checking on this, mm. I found that another old law was also left on the books. Oh. I feel it only fair to tip you off. What's the tip? Don't shoot Indians on Sunday. <laughs> oh, thanks, sis. Well, come on, Molly. Boy, oh, boy. I told you I got him this time. Looks like it. Yeah. My, this is exciting, McGee. I thought I saw a phone booth when we were coming. Oh, yeah, there it is. Wait a second, kiddo. I want to call the Gazette and tell them to send over a reporter to get the whole story. Yeah, but McGee near La Trivia wants to keep it quiet. Quiet, my publicity-loving clavicle. <laughs> I'll spread this all over the papers. I'll be famous. I'll be notorious. I'll be a son of a gun. I haven't got a dime. <laughs> there you are, dearie. Oh, thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the wistful vista gazette, you, Mert. Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? Is, eh? What's that? Your brother bought a second-hand boat. Swept out to sea, huh? Heavenly days. Was the poor lad drowned? No, the floor of the cabin was kind of dirty, and he wondered how it looked underneath the dirt, so he got a broom and swept out to sea. <laughs> What's that, Mert? Yeah, okay. Mine's busy, but I'll try later. Do you realize that a new, what a new scoop this is, Molly? I'll make the papers from coast to coast. It is this. kind of exciting. Let's Not get. having to pay our taxes this year will save us all kinds of money. I can just see the headlines now. McGee gets free taxes. McGee gets powder. McGee gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> I do hope everything works out all right because your deal's usually. Don't you worry, Tootsie. You heard the lawyer, the lady. You heard the lawyer lady say we had him. Come on, let's go outside for a breath of air. Yes, <laughs> I think we'd better. Get away from that lawyer lady. <laughs> yes, let's. Uh, this city hall smells too much like a city hall for me. Yeah. Sort of a combination of disinfectant, cigar smoke, and still politics. Well, let's hop back here and sit down a while. Isn't this a nice little patio here? Did you know this was here? Is this private or... Oh, no, not at all, kids. Pull up a chair and relax. Oh, hi, Junior. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Say, just look at all the pretty new outdoor furniture, McGee. This is really nice. Oh, this stuff isn't new, Molly. This is aluminum. I know, but even so... But he bought this furniture three years ago. Aluminum can't rust, you know. Weather doesn't hurt it. That's why these things all look so bright and new. Sit down. Oh, this is... reason I'm down here, Junior, I got the city hooked on a tax deal. I got him backed in a corner, and I... Well, it can be a very comfortable corner, pal, if you dress it up with some of this beautiful aluminum outdoor furniture. Oh. Furniture made of low-cost Reynolds oh, aluminum. That ain't the underhandedest... Look at those, look, look. <laughs> look at those handsome, inexpensive folding chairs. Oh, yeah. This sturdy aluminum table here. Look at that chaise long. You can grab that by the handles and wheel it all over the yard. Is that more fun than sitting in it? <laughs> No, no, but aluminum is so light and easy to handle, Molly. Why, even a tiny child can pick up her chair and carry it to the best sunny spot. Oh? Yeah, look, you see those tiny children playing over there? Yeah, but this tax deal... Oh, uh, tiny child. Yes, sir, did you call me, sir? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, pick up this chair and carry it over to the best sunny spot, will you? Oh, yes, sir, it is so light and easy to handle, sir. See 
girl carry that chair, McGee. Yeah. Well, that's just, <laughs> that's just one of the advantages of aluminum outdoor furniture, Molly. Look at her, McGee. That chair is bigger than she is. Yeah, look at her go. Uh, that, that, uh, that's far enough, little girl. Uh, like I say, you'll be amazed at the wonderful values you'll find in aluminum outdoor furniture. He didn't hear you, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. Uh, set it down there, little girl. <laughs> values made possible by the use of low-cost aluminum. Aluminum, which uh, Reynolds competition helps to keep low in price. Look at her run with that chair. Yeah. <laughs> right down the street. For, uh, uh, for outdoor living comfort, get aluminum furniture. Furniture made of Reynolds aluminum. Because Reynolds is... Hey, wait, little girl. Come back here. Bring that chair back. Come back, little Sheba! <laughs> My, who'd ever think Mr. Wilcox could move that fast? <laughs> Look at him run. <laughs> well, maybe that'll teach him a lesson. Somehow I doubt it, dearie. Sit down, relax a while. No, I'm too restless to sit down, kiddo. I'm going into the cigar stand and get myself an alfalfa corona and then phone the paper again. <laughs> okay? Go ahead, I'll wait right here in the patio. This furniture is very comfortable. Okay, Tootsie. Ah, there sits a good kid. And cute, too. She knows if she hints around enough, I'll buy her some of that aluminum furniture. And with the dough I'll save, not having to pay any taxes. It's... Oh, hi, old timer. Oh, hello, hello there, Johnny. Yeah. What you doing down here, lobbying? No, no, no. Those lobbyists down that way, son. Yeah, I know. You can't do any lobbying in the hall. If you've yeah. got a lobby, you got a lobby in the lobby. <laughs> Cut it out. I'm down here on a tax matter, boy. I found a law that said I wouldn't have to pay city taxes for a year if I mentioned Hiram Flint's name. Is that so? Yep. Didn't know Hiram still had influence. (laughs) Fine man he was. Papa knew him well. Oh, was your father one of the early settlers? Sure was, Johnny. Well. Come out here in a covered wagon that he got cheap because he didn't take the extras they tried to sell him. Did they have extras in those days, too? Yep. Papa admitted later on there was times when he'd wish he'd bought them. What kind of extras? Wheels. <laughs> Him and Mama got here and built themselves a log cabin. Uh... And us kids started coming along. It got mighty crowded in that cabin. I remember a time when me and Jimmy and Eddie and Billy and Tommy and Charlie and Sammy all slept in one bed. <laughs> Must have been crowded, all right. Seven boys in one bed. Only six boys, Johnny. Billy was a goat. Oh. <laughs> oh, them was rough and rugged times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Papa Don was working slave. No let up at all. Well, something did happen once that made the neighbors claim Papa was leading a fast life. What was that, old-timer? Well, we didn't have lamps or nothing then, just candles. Oh. One night... Mama set some extra candles around the cabin to make it look more cheerful. Yeah? Papa ho- come home kind of groggy, didn't notice the candle near the door, and backed into it. He let out a yelp, jumped across the room, and backed into another candle. And that was leading a fast life? Yep. Burned his end at both candles. <laughs> Along a 
sing a little bit, chat a little bit, fish a little bit, battle a little bit, in a little bit, we'll grow bolder. Hug a little bit, kiss a little bit, battle a little bit, fish a little bit, then with your head on my shoulder, then with your head on my shoulder. guys are going to meet us at the trivia's office, and we'll get on over there. Boy, this is the smartest deal I ever dug up in the book. Well, then, haven't it in chat with yourself, McGee? <laughs> oh, hi, Ollie. That's the matter. Won't anybody talk to you the other day, so you have to walk around talking to nobody? <laughs> Don't you worry, boy. This whole town will be talking. When they read in the papers what I'm going to do to the city hall today... What are you going to do to it? Jump off of it? Oh, I'd go on and phone my missus. I wouldn't want her to miss it. No, no. Of course not. I got the city in a squeeze today, Ollie. I found an old law in the law books that says I don't have to pay taxes this year, and the trivia is just popping his top. Yes, that's so. Yep. That's the kind of stuff you come up with when you read a lot, Ollie. Research, boy. That's what does it. Well, reading books is a good thing, all right. Yep. I had a friend who was always reading books when I was just a kid, McGee. Oh. He was a scientist, this fellow. Oh, science, huh? Mm. He worked with atoms. Oh? You know, that's them little things like BBs on the leddler. <laughs> I know what atoms are. I got a million of them. Well, it was a way back in 1910 when Hansen first went to work in his workshop trying to split the atom. Hmm, 1910? My gosh, he must have been about the first guy that ever tried splitting the atom, wasn't he? No, but oh. he was the first fellow to try splitting it with an axe, McGee. <laughs> I can you see Hansen in his little workshop now with an axe in one hand and an atom in the other. <laughs> Shopping off his fingernails and cussing. <laughs> he stayed with it, though, did he? Oh, all the time, McGee. When us other kids was running around playing games, this fellow Hansen was shopping away at the Adams. You know where that boy is today? No, where? I don't know either. In 1937, it blew up the whole shebang. <laughs> that I think I blow, too. So long, McGee. So long, McGee. Better pick up mine, get on over and meet the other reporters and be Here ready. Here I am, dearie. Oh, hi, kiddo. I came hunting for you. Isn't it about time to be yep. ready? Yep, I called the Gazette and they're tickled to death. They got a reporter and a photographer waiting for us in front of Latrivia's office. Boy, will we be famous. Yeah, my, I'm so excited, McGee. Photographers even, yeah. huh? Oh, I can't wait to get another gander at that sour puss of Latrivia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet he's moaning like a kid full of green apples. Oh, there you are, McGee. I was about to go looking for you. Huh? Come right on into my office. Come in, Molly. The gentlemen of the press are waiting to see you, McGee. Hmm. Isn't he brave, McGee? Yeah, sure. Forcing the big smile. I kind of... Oh, feel... look, there's the lady lawyer. Hello, Mrs. Attorney. How do you do again? Uh, Mr. McGee, I'm from the Gazette. I want to get your story and Joey wants a few pictures. Okay, I'll... Oh, be... yes, yes. We must get pictures, men. Yes. We want to record this historic event for posterity, don't we, McGee? You yes. said it, Latrivia. This story will serve as a warning to city governments that leave a lot of old laws laying around that ought to be repealed. Hold that, Poles. I want a shot of... Don't shoot that, bud. 
Any pictures we take here are going to include this lady, which is my wife in them. <laughs> she's been a good kid, and she's suffered with me through the years. Hallelujah. <laughs> now that I'm famous, by George, she's going to share it. Okay, I'll get you both. Good. Ready? Oh, I say, wait a minute, sir. Uh, my hair's a little straggly. Let me fix it. Oh, that ain't necessary, kiddo. You got a natural, unspoiled beauty, like a tomato that's just been picked from the vine. <laughs> Let's get the picture now. Okay, all right. Uh, shoot it, Joe. Ah, you look great in that one, Tootsie. I will if there was an X-ray bulb in the camera. What do you mean? You stood smack in front of me. Oh. I might as well be back on the vine with the other tomatoes. <laughs> well, never mind. He'll take some more. Right now, I got business with the mayor of our fair city. Right, boy? You have indeed. Yes. Yes. We want everything done according to the laws of the city of Whistful Vista, don't we, Councilor? Yes, we do, Your Honor. Oh, indeed, we do. Okay, Latrevia, let's have it. One, two, three. You got the paper that says I don't pay city taxes? Right here. And the powder horn? Full to the brim. And the pouch of shot? Bulging. I must say you're taking it like a sport, boy, which is the best thing to do when you're fighting out of your class. You can even have your picture taken with me. Thank you. Watch him if you want to be in it, Mr. Mayor. He's very fast on his feet. Before we go further, McGee, I should tell you that I read a bit further into that law. It covers more than tax exemption, powder, and shot. More? Oh, this is enough. McGee doesn't want to be a hog. Who don't? <laughs> what else you got to give me, Latrivia? I'll uh, read it to you. Yes. Said citizen, upon being exempted from his taxes and handed the powder and shot, shall then be duty-bound to furnish all citizens of the village with a free dinner of wild turkey and venison. <laughs> All the citizens? A free dinner? Exactly. Why, my gosh, there's over 40,000 citizens now. I can't do that. We got a small stove. <laughs> Failure to hold such dinner within 24 hours shall cause said citizen to be imprisoned in the stocks in the village square. <laughs> the trivia... I got an idea. Yeah? Let's just forget the whole dad-ratted thing. Silver <laughs> and Molly return in a moment. For the great American sport of outdoor cooking, there's nothing like Reynolds Wrap. Especially heavy-duty Reynolds Wrap. The extra stout aluminum foil that's half a yard wide. You can roast anything perfectly right in the hot coals. If you wrap it in Reynolds Wrap, frankfurters, potatoes, hamburgers, corn, they won't burn in their aluminum foil jackets. They come out juicy and luscious. Experienced campers make up complete meals, each in its packet of Reynolds Wrap. Meat, vegetables, seasoning, all together, ready to drop into the campfire coals. They eat their meal right from the foil. They make cups and frying pans and even pots to boil coffee by shaping a piece of Reynolds Wrap. In fact, all a camper needs to take along is food to eat and a roll of Reynolds Wrap. For your outdoor cooking, whether it's a backyard party or a trip to the woods, stock up on the original and genuine Reynolds Wrap, heavy-duty and regular. Made by the world's largest producer of aluminum foil, the Reynolds Metals Company. Ladies and gentlemen, from the time we learned to walk and to talk, most of us take those little abilities pretty much for granted. But to more than half a million of our people, the men and women and children who suffer from cerebral palsy, these little everyday things are denied. But you can help. 
the United Cerebral Palsy Campaign to raise funds to provide treatment, therapy, and hope for these sufferers is underway this month. Please give generously to this campaign in your community. Your gift today can help a Paul child to walk and talk tomorrow. Good night. Good night, all. Company, Pioneers of Progress Through Aluminum, has brought you Fibber McGee and Marley, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Dick LeGrand, Mary Jane Croft, Jan Arban, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Don't forget to see Mr. Peepers on NBC Television Sunday nights. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday evening. Good night. Good night.